Welcome to the Financial Advisors Workshop, where Brian Castle, founder of Four Star Wealth in Chicago, interviews the most successful financial advisors in America to hear exactly how they grew their businesses to 100 million and beyond. Before we dive into the interview, please go to financialadvisorsworkshop.com and download your copy of our free guide on how to find ultra high net worth clients. Let's start the show. Here's Brian. Welcome back, everybody, to the Financial Advisors Workshop. Uh, we intend with this program to interview some really fascinating financial advisors. Uh, it's a workshop, essentially, and it's a workshop about our industry. So we all do this work as financial advisors in different ways, and uh, we want to learn from each other. So today we have Mark Mitamira. He's, a, he's a, the CEO of Reserve Investments, and you have a lot of letters, Mark, after your name. Uh, so you, sound, you seem very important. So we're, uh, we're delighted to have you on. So welcome to the Financial Advisors Workshop. Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate it. E excellent. So, Mark, um, we, we had a little conversation in the early uh, days, uh, early minutes of our discussion here about who are you, how you got in the business and where you are now. Let me just say, uh, you're a financial advisor for 20, 21 years. Uh, you serve about 300 clients and you have about 228 million under management. And we're going to talk about your firm going forward. But um, let's talk about how you got started. So some interesting stories about uh, the early days and what got you into this business. So yeah. you want to talk a little bit about that, Mark? Sure, you bet. You bet. I um I was actually a salesperson uh, in college, uh, working at a, uh, a now defunct uh, electronics retailer called Good Guys. And one of my best customers was this fellow named Herb Messick, who, if he hears this, okay. hi Herb, it's been a while. But uh, he um, he liked me for whatever reason, and he said, uh, "What do you what are you doing with your life?" And I told him, and I was actually a finance major, and he said, "You know." I'd love for you to give me a call after you graduate. And um, I did. And he said, well, I'd like to sponsor you for your securities licenses and uh, come in and potentially work with me. And I said, sounds good. I didn't have any other things going on at the time. So I did. And uh, he uh, was true to his word and he brought me in and uh, took me under his wing. And he was my mentor for about 10 years. And I, nice. I worked with him uh, pretty closely. So it was great. I was very fortunate. So well, what kind of firm was that when you first started? So Financial Network was an independent firm, which um, as opposed to a lot of advisors who come in through the wirehouses or some other insurance-based channel, I started directly in uh, the independent with zero salary and uh, basically a chair and a desk and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of spunk. So uh, he showed me how to do the actual um, financial planning and investment side of things, but I really had to learn pretty quickly on my own how to market and find clients. So uh, um, that was a, an interesting process for me, and it was a lot of feeling out. Yeah. Now, you you did get a finance degree, but it was this particular track, right? Yeah. So I went to Cal State Fullerton, and they had a specific okay. financial planning track there that was honestly really excellent. It was uh, coincidentally taught by a professor that was part of the same broker dealer that I ended up going to. Uh, I learned that years later at a conference and I saw him there and said, Hey, what are you doing here? And he said, well, what are you doing here? 
And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's a small world and it just uh, happened to be that way. Nice. So financial planning track. And so you get into the business. Uh, um, how long were you there and what were you doing with her? So Herb was really showing me the ropes on the investments. Um, he had built a, a very large practice over the years. He had uh, about five other advisors in the office who just kind of worked there um, more as uh, taking space from him, not so much working closely with him. But um, he showed me a lot about the details of investing and showed me how he built portfolios for clients. Uh, he he had marketed in the early days with the telecom companies. Um, and he had done a ton of seminars. So he had, I want to say 2000 clients or something like that, which uh, was, was interesting to me because I realized I saw how much work he had, he had to do with all of those clients. And I realized I didn't want to work with that many clients because it was just too much. So yeah. I got to learn from his um, trials and tribulations and his successes and failures. And so I focused a little bit more on the higher end market. Uh, and I really tried to, which was difficult, frankly, because I was a kid and, you know, who's going to trust a kid with a lot of money, especially the higher end clients. So um, it took some time, but I was able to uh, make some inroads with one particular CPA who uh, basically opened up his book of clientele to me and um, was a, a big windfall for me. Nice. And he introduced you to a lot of different clients to work with, right? He did. He he specifically showed me the clients that he thought would work uh, best for me and with me. And uh, mm -hmm. he held my hand and walked me into their offices and really was instrumental in my success. So you had said to me at the beginning that, you know, while you were young and energetic, it, did, it didn't go as well as you thought it might right away. And until you had kind of a revelation. That's exactly the case. So I think I was, I was in there for about two years, really struggling, uh, eating a lot of rice and okay. beans and, and um, really trying to figure it out. And it dawned on me that going from client to client and going direct to them was not the way to go. It just wasn't successful for me. So I had actually called the few clients that I had at the time. And I asked each client a very specific question. I said, do you have a CPA that you love, not like, or do business with, or go see once a year, but somebody that you love? And I think I had maybe 30 clients at the time. Um, and I only had two clients that said, I love my CPA. And he was one of them. So called him, hit it off with him right, right off the bat. Uh, I said, well, I'd love for you to do my taxes just so we can get to know each other. And we started yeah. doing that. And, you know, after about, I think a six, eight months or so, he got to know me. And that's when uh, he approached me with uh, with his offer. Okay. So, but you talked something to me earlier about um, the revelation that led you to believe that there's an element of marketing involved in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, during that time, I, I realized this business was really a marketing business. You know, uh, I think the the financial planning and the investment side of things, a lot of people have said this, but it's pretty true. It, it's, it's, it's a commodity. You know, uh, I think a lot of people can do it pretty well, um, but a lot of others could do it better. So we just need to figure out as a new advisor or as a, you know, one that's been here for a long time, how to really be a good marketer. 
And that's what I ended up focusing on. I talked to a lot of experts, went to a lot of meetings, listened to a lot of, a lot of um, in-person interviews at the time. Um, and I decided, boy, I need to become an expert at marketing. And that's what I tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good. So then you did. And, and uh, so uh, give us your path from there. So at that original first firm, you learned a little bit about marketing. You connected with, with a CPA. Um, what else uh, kind of as you built your business before you started Reserve? Uh, tell us about that trajectory. Yeah, it, it was uh, was not a straight line. It was definitely had some twists and turns. Uh, I decided to leave uh, the firm that I was at after about 10 years, I realized that um, it was a different type of firm that I wanted to work with. I wanted to move up market. I needed to work in a, a little bit more affluent area. And so I decided to join with a firm that um, uh, was in Irvine, California, moved down to that office and um, started working in that space, uh, really started networking with more uh, centers of influence, financial professionals, uh, people that were good referral sources, uh, attorneys, CPAs, uh, that kind of thing, and built more of a business there. Um, we we probably got to about uh, somewhere in the 60 to $70 million range. And uh, I realized that, and I'd wanted to do this for a while, just didn't know how to do this. Uh, I, I wanted to acquire another book of business. Um, and so I, I actually I started looking pretty actively. Uh, I think FP Transitions was one of the first firms that was really out there that was doing this kind of stuff, but it was really just a listing service at the time. Um, so I actually made a connection uh, with somebody that I used to work with in the past who was interested in selling. And so I acquired that book, uh, I believe, in around 2012. Um, okay. somewhere around there. And that was our first acquisition. Okay. And how many have you done since? Uh, we are just completing our third end-to-end -end, uh, acquisitions and we're actively looking for more. And uh, I'm pretty pretty active in, in the market overall. Interesting. Okay. And so how big uh, were these books of business, the two you acquired and the third you're on now? A large or... Uh, they varied in size. I think the first one was about uh, 30, 35 million, something like that. Uh, the second one was about uh, 65 to 70. Um, third one was uh, a little bit smaller than that. Um, I was just in on a deal um, recently that was a little over 200. Uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I got knocked out of the running on that. And um, you know, it, it's been interesting because I, I try to track where the market is and the pricing and, and the trends. It's a different place now than it was two, three years ago. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's really rapidly evolving. The multiples are going through the roof. Um, I think with the, the economy changing right now, there's a lot of money that needs to get allocated. And so a lot of the uh, firms that do have private equity money are looking quickly to allocate it. So they're willing to pay through the nose on some of these things. So um, as you as you move into the larger acquisition space, there's a lot more competition. So it's, mm -hmm. it's much different, yeah. Interesting, okay, so it's harder to do. Um, all right, so uh, when did you 
And you know, now you have the reserve investments, but when did you start reserve? So we started the reserve about uh, in 2019. Um, we, okay. we were, yeah, we were with a, a firm that were using their brand, um, and we hadn't really marketed effectively. We were just kind of using them because they had a name and we had the stickers up, and that was it was just convenient. Um, but at that point, we decided to separate service or separate from them and no longer using them as, as our servicing uh, RAA. Uh, we wanted to start something that was our own and uh, had our own brand. We spent, I don't know how many hours trying to figure out what the name would be. It was hundreds of different names and a lot of banging our heads against walls. And we came up with that name. Uh, we wanted to represent something that really stood for uh, a foundation of um, safety and security for our clients. And so and that's what we came up with. And uh, we rolled it out almost perfectly timed before we had to close for COVID. So it was it was amazing, yeah. <laughs> so these acquisitions that you're talking about, are these all while you were at reserve or? or uh, I yeah. started them uh, just prior. So probably two okay. years prior to uh, opening the reserve, yeah. So you were at the other firm, the other brand name firm. Um, yes. And then, okay. So have you done any while you're at reserve or, or just brought up? Yeah, the the one we're actually closing with uh, at the end of this year, uh, we okay. we did. Yeah, we sourced them completely independently, and um, it's it's been interesting. You know, we actually had the advisor join with us um, throughout this whole thing. It got pushed back about a year because of COVID, but um, he's been with us a, a few years now, so we've had a really smooth track uh, to help him exit and uh, have really good client retention because of it. Nice. Now, um, the name, The Reserve, tell us about where that came from. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, it was kind of an interesting process. Um, you know, I had our whole team involved in the naming. I want I want everybody in our company to, to really have good buy-in for everything that we do. So I had everybody put together a list of names. Um, we still argue to this day who exactly came up with that name. I, I, of course, say it's me, but everybody else says it was them. So, you know, I think it was a, it was a kind of an osmosis procedure that we all uh, absorbed into it. But we wanted to present uh, a really good, um, at least thought of a safe, secure place to really have your, your assets that matter. You know, this, this isn't a place that we're going to just have you know, a brokerage account that, you know, we kind of do some stuff in. This is really going to be yeah. your safe, secure money that is going to provide for, you know, yourself and future generations. So we, we really want to make it feel like this is your place of safety. So, okay. So coming from a safety place, that's great. And that clients want that safety. They want that security. They want to trust you to know everything is going to be okay. You bet. So um, we did talk about picking a name. Tell us more about founding a firm. So you did found a firm. You left a previous firm. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that like? Not every not every financial advisor out there has done that. So um, yeah. how scary was that? And and uh, give us a little bit of info on, on how all that worked. Yeah. Well, it, it is. It's an intimidating prospect. You know. Um, not knowing exactly how to do it and learning on the fly is is always a little bit intimidating when 
you've got a lot of moving parts that are are kind of behind you. So um, I started doing research on it. I I looked into what all was going to be required and I just decided, okay, we're going to do this. And uh, I wanted to link up with an RIA. Uh, We didn't want to have our own RIA. We wanted to have a RIA that was in place. Uh, We wanted to have one that had a really good value proposition uh, and most importantly, work with people that we like and we trust and know that we're just good people. And that was surprisingly difficult. Um, I think I, I looked at uh, in our ecosystem, I, my broker dealer is LPL. Uh, I wanted to work within that ecosystem. So I looked at all of the larger RAAs that were in um, the LPL platform or on them. And uh, there was about 10. Um, you know, called a lot of people that I knew and trusted. And I said, hey, you know, who should I talk to? And so made the calls. I, I put a, I'm kind of a, a research nerd. And so I put together a big spreadsheet at all of the things that I asked each specific one. Um, and a lot of them couldn't really um, clearly communicate what their value proposition was. Because, you know, what I discovered was there's the payout shops who give you a very high percentage payout that don't really offer anything besides a name and you know a place to call if you have a problem. Um, and then on the other side of the ones, the ones that don't have a very good payout, uh, they supposedly offer a lot of value. Uh, you ask them to articulate it, it's not always clear. And it's very rarely clear from, from what I've learned. Um, because you know, once you get to scale, we're talking about a pretty sizable amount of money that you're going to be giving them. Um, or they're going to be earning from you. So um, I came across a group called uh, Integrated Advisors. And uh, Integrated was literally the only one who could completely clearly communicate that to me. And so uh, went down the path with them, did deep dives, still looking at other ones at the same time. And uh, after about a year of vetting, I decided to go with them. So you're you're hooked up with them, but you market as... The reserve. Correct. Okay. So the reserve is our company. The RA behind us is integrated advisors. Right. Okay, great, great. But you don't market with their name. You market with your name. That's correct. Okay, great, great. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, so then that, that probably took away some of the scariness because you did find an RA that was already up and running compliance and some administration and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else did you need to do in founding the firm initially, uh, just to get off the first six months? Well, you know, there, there's, uh, even though we do have them behind us, it's, uh, there, there's a quite a bit, you know, we started a new, uh, LLC. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that we did this thing as cleanly and as correctly as possible. So, we wanted to make sure that the way that uh, the income flowed through was correct and the most efficient way. Um, so we set everything up with the back channels um, as far as we wanted to make sure we're completely compliant. Talk to our compliance folks, um, uh, bring in an attorney was correctly set up and um, we took it from there. But, uh, you know, obviously, the name was the big uh, and the first difficult hurdle. 
everything else kind of fell into place because it's done before. I talked to a couple of consultants on what exactly we needed to do. And, you know, I just knocked it out. It, um, for me, it wasn't too terrifying because I had some experience behind me with, you know, what to do. Um, we just decided, okay, we're going this direction. We made it happen. Nice. Um, interesting. So now let's fast forward to, to now. Uh, 20, 2019, you founded, you got all set. Then we had the pandemic. Um, you know, how did things go through, through the pandemic and then, and then bring us up to date? Yeah. Um, well, you know, during the pandemic, we were actually uh, very fortunate because I, I realized that this would be a great opportunity to hire. Um, mm -hmm. we, we brought on, uh, three additional staffers that, uh, had sub subspecialties as well. And so, when nobody else was hiring, we were. So we found an opportunity uh, to do that. Um, you know, we were working from home. I started having people come into the office uh, in our brand new office that we just got that we hadn't even used at all. I started having people come into the office here and there, and we kind of staggered people so there wasn't too many people in house. But um, we really tried to use that to our advantage. So of course, you know, Zoom was a big thing. We started really utilizing that uh, as much technology as we could. And, and we actually held a couple of classes even for our clients on how to do that. You know, the, a lot of our clients, um, I love when, you know, I've got a hundred year old client that now does Zoom, I'm very proud of that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how that all changed things, but I think it's actually made us more efficient. Um, you know, not as personal, but uh, I still like to get out there and I'll actually go and drive to clients' houses still and go see them if they're open to it. But it, right. it allowed us to make some changes that I think are going to better us in the long run. Great. Now, um, you founded in 2019, it's 2022, so it's three years later, but you built a team now. Mm -hmm. So it's not just you. Right. Um, tell us about your firm and, this, and the organization. Yeah. Is the word ensemble, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so I think one of our differentiators is we do have uh, an ensemble group, uh, subspecialists that handle uh, the investment side, the financial planning side, the insurance side, the uh, retirement plan side, which you know was kind of my baby initially, and I handed that off to um, Whitney Massey, who she now runs our pension and retirement plan uh, division. So she handles all of our retirement plans, defined benefit, 401k profit sharing, all that kind of stuff. Um, we've got people that are doing specific roles and that's always been my dream is to put together a group of people. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have uh, in-house CPAs, two of them, in fact. Um, I was telling you earlier, we had an in-house attorney, but we lost him uh, like a lot of Californians to Idaho, he moved to Boise. And so he's now out there and uh, he's doing his thing out there. But, um, you know, we want to have this, this one-stop shop, if you will. You know, I kind of hate to use that word, but that's what it is. You know, we want to have somebody that a uh, client that can come in and say, you know, I, I'm, I, I need this, this, and this, and this. Or if they don't know, we tell them that. And I say, hey, we can do it all right here. And the nice thing is we've got ultra clean, easy, efficient communication that's all in the same house and you don't have mm -hmm. to do anything besides work with us as a team. So it's, nice. it's a really nice feel. Yeah. It sounds like it. And how do you handle the investment side? You mentioned in the early days, you did a lot of work with investments. 
Are you uh, are you also a wealth uh, besides being a wealth advisor? Are you also a money manager? We are. We are. We actually uh, run our own portfolios uh, in house. So we work with uh, uh, BlackRock right now uh, using their Aladdin system. Um, they've done a, a really great job helping us create portfolios, monitoring, uh, adjusting them, and um, stress testing them, which has been tremendously helpful in this very stressful time that we've had in this last uh, 10 months or so. Uh, this year has been definitely the first time that we've seen uh, our personal portfolios and our clients' portfolios really put to the test on the downside. So the, they've been very, very helpful on that. Nice. Okay. So, and and you do stocks? Uh, is, it, is it mostly ETFs? Um, how do you design them? We've got a combination. We we run um, approximately ten different portfolios, um, primarily mutual fund based and ETF based. But we try to run them as cost efficient as possible. So we do incorporate stocks depending on what type of strategies we're looking at. Um, ETFs. Uh, we, we're rolling out a few new products right now. Actually, into our portfolios, we're going to be doing structured notes, which mm-hmm. is primarily for downside protection. But, um, you know, right now, I think you really have to think outside of the box when the whole market is down, except for oil and energy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much those are the only ones that are in the black. Yeah. Well, great. And and, uh, how often do you meet with clients, either by Zoom or in person? Is there like a schedule, some annual, quarterly? How do you do it? Uh, Typically three to four times a year. So, you know, some clients, uh, I, I try to be as high touch as possible. And I encourage all of the advisors that work with us to do the same. Um, we're really trying to create a, a next level experience with our clients. And we we like to have um, a high communication rate. Uh, some clients, you know, frankly, don't need it. But I think it's important, especially when we're talking to clients that are older. And we do have uh, quite a few older clients that are, you know, 75 plus. So talking to the next generation, as far as their benefit, as well as ours, talking to them, potentially having that, uh, those assets transfer to their kids and staying with us later on. It's, it's, uh, it's a big deal for us. That's our, our major push right now. Okay. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a great practice. Um, the uh, asset numbers you mentioned, is that the entire ensemble group or is that your practice within the group? Can you hear me? I just lost you for a couple seconds there. I, I got up to okay. practice. Okay. Okay. No problem. So, so uh, the asset you mentioned is that your practice, or is that the entire uh, the reserve group? So we actually work as a team. So uh, okay. as far as the overall practice, I mean, it technically is under uh, multiple rep IDs, but it flows all up to one. So we work as a team and uh, we share the clients. So, I mean, this isn't just like, you know, one of the operations where, you know, it is an ensemble. This truly is. We we work together, depending on what the clients need, we bring in the specialist. So we're all truly working on the same team. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, well great. Well, um, at the beginning, I asked you to think about a, a, a message that you'd like to send to the group. You, Seem to have a great practice. Uh, you're well poised, uh, good representative of our industry. Is there any message that you would like to send to our colleagues 
considering that you've got a few thousand people now that are going to see this and see us discussing it. Um, is there a message you'd like to send to the group, uh, considering that you have the floor now in the industry? Yeah, well, you know, quick advertisement. We're always looking to bring on new people, whether you're an advisor, uh, if you're somebody that's working uh, back office support, um, you know, a client service representative, anybody that is looking for a great place to work. And we, we really want to be known, uh, at least in our realm, as one of the preferred employers. Um, give us a call. You know, I, I would love to talk to you. If you have any interest at all, we're located in Newport Beach, California. So, you know, if you're local, give me a ring. I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Um, just advice in general, though, um, work with great people. You know, if, if you can choose, just look for really good people that have good hearts, integrity, uh, hardworking, have fire inside of them. You know, that's the best thing you can do. Uh, don't work with people that you don't want to work with. You know, if, if whether it's a client, a coworker, uh, an advisor, whatever it is, a company, frankly, uh, just just do the right thing. Work hard, work with good people, and you'll be super successful. That's it. Like you and your and your group. So thank you, Mark. Uh, Mark uh, Mitamura from the Reserve Group out of Newport Beach, California. Thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, and sharing your insights with us on the Financial Advisors Workshop. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. All right, folks, we'll leave it there. Thank you all, and good day. We'll be back with another really great interview with someone just as good as Mark and his team. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the ideas shared here, please subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify and share this episode with anyone you think will also find value here. Please send us your follow-up questions at financialadvisorsworkshop.com. And while you're there, download our guide on how to find ultra-high net worth clients. And if you're a financial advisor looking for more freedom, higher margins, and better training, please set up a consultation to hear more about joining our team by going to fourstarwealth.com slash advisors. All right, thanks for listening. And until the next Financial Advisor Workshop, keep on growing, everyone.